The prophecy of Dr. Randy Jewell has come to pass. Pitt has cured polio and won 10 football games in a single season. Now do they have what it takes to win the biggest game for the program since 2009? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. Finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. It's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world. Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of December 4th, 2021, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. This is it. All the ACC marbles are on the line. The stage is set. The location, Charlotte, North Carolina. Vince, it's our biggest show of all time. I, I feel like I feel like it's almost as big as a backyard brawl week. This is the moment. <laughs> this is this is really what it's all about, Alan. Uh, a, a conference championship, an outright conference championship, uh, something Pitt hasn't won uh, since joining the ACC, something Pitt couldn't do in the Big East, win it outright, undisputed. Uh, they have a chance to do that. Uh, and, and this is the, the biggest game as far as I'm concerned since that 2009 Big East Championship game, uh, a chance to really propel this program uh, to, I don't know if I want to necessarily call it the next level, but to to propel it to national relevancy and and maybe finish with a top 10 ranking uh, the best they would have done uh, since the early 80s. Do you understand right now, Pitt fans, 10-win season, if you were born around the time we were born in the mid late 80s, this is the best pit team you've ever witnessed, statistically, record-wise. And now they have a chance to win the ACC by gum. That puts them on the island of relevancy in college football. A big old bowl game, an amazing new year we could be facing if Pitt can beat Wake forest of all teams the most unlikely i think of all of the conference championships vince safe to say uh probably i mean that that uh big 12 one is is a little uh probably a little surprising for some uh but yeah absolutely uh yeah i think people had a hunch maybe that wake forest could be a good team that Pitt could be a good team but both of them being good and both of them standing alone at the top, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So let's get into it. This is going to be a fun show, our biggest show, if you ask me. I'm so hyped. I'm hyped that Vince gets to go to the game while I won't be there, but I am going to be glued and I'm going to be more intense than I've ever been. And maybe even on this show, please, I'm going to try to pace myself and not scream in your ears. Let's start at H2P show. On Twitter, if you want to follow us on social media, interact with us there. DMs are open. 
hail to pit podcast at gmail.com a way to email us if you'd like to interact with us that way or just reach out and say hey you're doing a great job or hey you absolutely suck you could do it via email hail to that's the number two pit podcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the feedback all season long it's been a tremendous season of podcasting watching football and then podcasting some more and interacting with you all season long, it, it makes the season more fulfilling to me. It is easily my favorite pit football season ever. And it's all because of, well, not just the team being great, but all of you awesome listeners who've been subscribing and telling all your fellow pit fans about the show. It's been super fun and really easy to put together because of our great sponsor, Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com right now if you are a budding podcaster. Say you want to do a show on any kind of topic under the sun and you just don't know how to do the audio editing or getting your show on Apple Podcasts. Pretty Easy Podcast takes care of that for you. They work with you. You have someone to help guide you, to bounce ideas off of, to be a partner as you podcast at an affordable rate. We're not talking about some big time Hollywood production that you got to pay for. And it'll help you do your show. Just go to prettyeasypodcast.com. They make podcasting uh, pretty easy. This season sure wasn't easy, Vince, but Pitt's here, ACC Championship. And I'm going to start off before we review last week's uh, game, which you can maybe even classify as easy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm happy that Pitt got to 10 wins and only 10 wins because <laughs> any more wins in the regular season, Pat Narduzzi probably would have got a big contract to go to some other school. I, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it, it wasn't too, too long ago, Alan, that a lot of people wanted him fired from this job. Uh, That's yeah, college it, football. It wasn't too, too long ago. Coach O had the greatest season of any coach ever. Uh, I, I, you're right about that. Uh, a, lot, a lot has changed over the past week. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, just to, to sum that up, uh, yes, it would have been nice to win more games, but I think people need to realize that if you would have told them they'd be in this position right now at the end of the season, I think everybody would have signed up for that. And it just, you know, there was always a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas, but a lot of them went Pitt's way this year too. Uh, finally, uh, yeah, they had a lot uh, go their way and they went out and they, and they beat the teams that they had to. And, and that was just very impressive. Sure, sure thing, and in different ways too. Which is the most impressive thing to me is that while there was a stretch where it was pretty consistent, the style and the type of game Pitt was winning. Uh, recently, we've seen them face adversity and had have to rely on some different personnel, different schemes, different tactics, different ways for the ball to bounce their way, and they've done it. Uh, I mean, we saw last week the offense did not get off to the amazing hot start they usually get off to. Uh, they look. They struggled. We saw the defense show come out and shut down a good running attack, which really made me feel good. Uh, at least knowing that they could do everything you asked them to defensively, except of course stop a slant over the middle. It was great <laughs> to see the yeah. different ways Pitt was able to uh, deal with adversity this year. And last week was really great to see because we saw, I think, more effective running uh, from the offense without Israel Abanaconda. And we also saw Kenny Pickett throw a bunch of touchdowns and 
uh, make a case for his Heisman Trophy appearance at least and being yep. on the ballot. Yep, yeah, uh, four touchdowns for for Kenny Pickett, uh, tying that uh, uh, that um, Dan Marino record for touchdowns, passing his single season record for touchdowns, uh, setting ACC records for touchdowns. Kenny Pickett just doing it all in a game where... Come on, you know the game ain't even the same as it was back when Marino (laughs) was playing. It it is not. (laughs) I I will be the first one to admit that. Uh, A lot more pro formations back then, Alan, uh, that that Pitt was running. (laughs) But uh, right right now, um, yeah, a a performance, uh, at least offensively, you know, they started off a little slow, only winning fourteen uh, to seven at the end of the first half, only scoring thirty-one points overall, uh, but just always in control. Yeah, it seemed like uh, offensively. You mentioned Israel Bonaconda not playing in this game, but Vincent Davis seventy-nine yards, uh, Rodney Hammond fifty yards. Uh, so, so some sufficient running back play, still with a bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, out and, and shuffled around. Owen Drexel did not play in this game, just added to the list of guys who, who on that offensive line, the right side, who haven't been. Uh, and, and Pitt still was able to step up and control the game. I, I think if they had to, they would have really, you know, uh, pushed it uh, to score a lot of points. But, you know, I, th- I think they played it, you know, rather conservatively there. And I, th- I thought that was fine. Yeah, like you said, never, never really in doubt. It was, it was controlled. Even though they got, you know, Syracuse gets out there, they get an early lead, really early. Uh, really, it was, it was never a question. Pitt, Pitt went into this stupid, ugly dome and really just put the boots to Syracuse. Uh, I think they let up a little bit. They could, could have definitely beat this team yeah. worse than they beat them. Um, it, the, Syracuse. Uh, it, it's they're just super anemic on offense. Um, almost embarrassing that they were able to get a couple of touchdown passes, especially on on the defense. But I yeah. guess that's when you gamble the way they do on defense. It's bound to happen, even against a bad team like that. Yeah. Giving up the two touchdowns. Yeah, and, and really, you know, yeah, they gave up two touchdowns. But I, I, if you look at that, they really only had two drives where they really were able to move the ball. Syracuse, uh, that first drive, and then they had a drive in the second half. Other than that, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot of three and outs, uh, a lot of short uh, play number drives, just not moving the ball down the field at all. Uh, outside of that, really nothing given up. Tucker, their good running back, uh, only twenty nine yards on thirteen carries, uh, by far his lowest output of the season. That's this is great. a guy. I mean, uh, over a hundred yards in all but three games this season uh so so Pitt you know they do what they do they do they went out there uh they stopped the run they forced the quarterback to make tough throws uh yeah he did make a couple but not nearly enough that you're going to need uh to beat this Pitt defense Alan. oh no yeah Cred- credit credit to uh Dayon Hayes Cam yeah. Bright I mean yeah we had Hayes Weston House yeah. I mean, he got he had really some guys stepping up in and getting playing time in this game yeah. that hadn't played all year, doing really well against a good running back. Yeah, and, and I, I was going to mention that it seemed like you know Coach Narduzzi, you know, not that he was not treating this game as as an important game, but it seemed like a lot of guys 
Uh, he played a lot more players, I, I should say. You know, Dayon Hayes got his most snaps, it seemed like, uh, in quite a while. Bangley Kamara, another defensive lineman uh, in there, playing a lot more than normal. Uh, uh, so it, it kind of seemed like it, that not necessarily a preseason type game, but, you know, once the game was in control, uh, yeah, they substituted more guys in there, making sure everybody is fresh for this huge game on Saturday night. Yeah, defensive line played great too this game. It was it was I think refreshing to see, and uh, the rotation just expanded. The amount of uh, the, it was just pits so multiple on defense. Really, what an amazing job all season long. You know, we can talk about the hiccups here and there, and and the frustrations we saw a couple of times. But ultimately, the way that the pit defense, the whole unit was asked to play all season long, so many guys were asked to play uh, and just plug in and fill those roles and do those jobs. Like it's a total team effort, really. They have guys who are stars who are really good, I think, uh, and could end up in the NFL. But really, nobody on the defense all season long tried to do do, do too much. And I don't think anybody gave uh, or was lacking any effort. It was amazing to see this defense, I think, grow all season long. And now they might have their toughest test in, in conference play against Wake Forest, high-flying offense, Vince. Coming off the Syracuse game also, that's a bit of a uh, of an issue, I think, because it was really had to be one of the easiest weeks, not in the game, but just, I mean, game planning, knowing where you were at. I mean, defensively, Pitt had some time off technically they didn't but like mentally they i think they were they at least were able to check out a little and some players probably did when they were able to rest up and the new guys were thrown out there yeah and and they and they i think they needed a little bit of a rest uh alan i mean they had a a a highly stressful game against north carolina uh they went they had a very tough game against virginia a team that just would not go away uh a team that that lit them up a little bit uh so i i think some guys needed some rest uh so so i I don't have any problem with that but they are going to need to come out sharp uh on, on saturday night uh this wake forest team uh you know they they put up a lot of points on Boston College. I know Boston College was very shorthanded, uh, but you know they they came out uh, ready to play this past week in a game that they had to have. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I I was ex- I went into the week last week on the show. I said expecting we were going to be playing NC State, and that's not how it turned out. Wake Forest took care of business, um, and and I mean impressively too. Uh, before we move off from Syracuse, though, I wanted to ask you this, Vince. Kenny Pickett threw for less yards than Matt Schrader from Syracuse in this game. And we heard he had a little bit of a cold or a flu uh, earlier in the week. Uh, going going to Wake Forest week. Any concern whatsoever about Kenny Pickett's performance last week, at least in terms of getting chunks on offense? And any concerns with flu-like symptoms well for ACC championship well, I guess we should talk about the flu first uh you know it was reported uh that he did not practice uh certainly on on Tuesday uh he was back at practice on Wednesday so I don't know what he did earlier in the week a, a Sunday and Monday I'm, I'm presuming that there was at least one day off there um but uh he can't, he said that he's you know he's fully recovered from the flu 
and he's ready to go out there and, 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 you know, put on the best possible game he can this Saturday. Now there's also all kinds of, you know, rumors and speculation that other people had the flu, uh, on the team. Uh, we, we don't really have any of that information. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, everybody is healed up and ready to go. I mean, wh- whatever he did, I'm just glad he did it. It was a ch- chicken soup, uh, matzo ball soup, Mama Russa's meatballs, whatever it was, as long as Kenny Pickett's feeling good now, Vince, it's all that matters. And I think he's going to need to perform a little bit better than he did against Syracuse, against Wake Forest. Well, well, I, I don't think he necessarily had a bad game against Syracuse, and, and and you know we don't know if he was you know sick during that game or not. But you know he he did have four touchdowns. He had one uh, bad interception on a, on a double move where uh, the 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 cornerback just did not bite on, on that on that move, uh, and it got intercepted there. So. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say that he played. I wouldn't say he played bad at all. I, I think he. I think he played adequate. Uh, he didn't need to put on a, a tremendous performance because because the game was so well in control. That's true, but I can make the argument that in this Syracuse game, and I mean, I, I, I mean, this was a rough one to watch for a while until Pitt started putting pedal to the metal, and you know causing turnovers, scoring, uh, getting the drives going. But the drives weren't really going. They weren't happening. For The, the first quarter was hor- horrendous for Pitt. Yep, yep. I mean, we we also saw there was a drive. I think they went out there. They It was a three and out. And it, was, it was negative yards. It was like negative 20 yards. I mean, they yep. went out there, had some really rough drives. You brought up the interception. Uh, they did settle for a field goal later in the game. I, I'm just saying there there were some, some moments in that game that Pitt could have really clobbered Syracuse, but uh, whatever the, it was, I, I'm not going to chalk it up to Syracuse playing well. I I would more so say it's Pitt not playing well in the dome because that's just what they do sometimes. Yeah, but it wasn't the best Kenny Pickett performance, and that's what that's what tells you he's a Heisman candidate, right? Yeah. <laughs> Four touchdowns in a bad game, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we were talking before the game, you know, uh, you know, with with CJ Stroud and Ohio State going down, uh, with with Bryce Young with Alabama not playing good at all, and Auburn just giving them that game. Uh, the door is open uh, for Kenny Pickett to to make a run at that Heisman Trophy. I'm telling you, uh, specifically if, if Young gets shut down by Georgia the, uh, this week. Stroud not playing. If if Kenny could put on a a huge show on on prime time uh, network television, Alan, not cable, network television for the first uh, time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. People are seeing Kenny Pickett for the first time this week. I don't. I don't think a, that cannot a, be. <laughs> that cannot be yeah. stated enough. A lot of voters. A lot of voters probably <laughs> yeah. are. Do you think a lot of people are like, well, you know? I think I'm picking Young. I think I'm picking Stroud. But I'm going to wait until, you know, about midnight Saturday until I see this picket kid play. In any season ever, you have to this year. I mean, you have to take all that data and all that game tape in this year for the Heisman, I think. And, you know, 
sure, Kenny Pickett hasn't gone up against Georgia and like Bryce Young's going to get to, but he's going to get shut down. I'm telling you. He, oh, yeah. he has a chance to win, but he's going to get clobbered. It's what an all-time defense he's playing. Kenny has it teed up. There's nothing There's nothing more, I think, at the end of it, there's nothing more Kenny Pickett could have done to win the Heisman Trophy th- than he did this year. He's going to have, I think, an absolutely perfect resume for for his ceiling, for the for the pit quarterback ceiling go, it, going into this year. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. You gotta you gotta factor in you know when people are voting you know if people are, are you know if people have already voted then I I don't know I mean I mean I, it, it is what it is but if people waited to see all the games then if people are gonna remember what they saw last that could be a huge difference in this race yeah and I don't know why they would vote early especially in a year like this year where I I mean there's there's just As, it, four it, quarters of football left it, to play. Come on! It, it, and if you look at some like of this. these, if you look at some of these gambling websites, Alan, uh, it, you know you got Young, you got Stroud, number or one and two in, in odds. You got Kenny Pickett, number three. All of a sudden, this week, that Aiden Hutchinson defensive end from Michigan has the fourth high, best odds. And, and yeah. it, I mean, I, I can't imagine that voters are. Uh, you know, we're you know sitting there all along, you know, planning on voting for the for this guy, and he is a great player, and he's going to probably be one of the top picks in the NFL draft. But I can't imagine he was on Heisman voter radars. And yeah, I understand that the that the sports books need to manage risk, and, and maybe that's why the odds are, are are the way they are. But they they know what they're doing. Uh, so there's got to be some something to uh some of these odd moves. Uh, movements and the fact that Kenny is still up there in the top three, I think is, is very, very telling. Yeah. This is not a Reggie Bush type year or a Charlie Ward where, you know, who's getting it. (laughs) This is, this is totally up in the air. So not only is Pitt's conference championship on the line, but we, we could see a guy going out there doing everything he can to win that Heisman Trophy on Saturday, all on the line for Kenny personally in the game and the team. Oh, man. It's it's the highest stakes college football game that I've ever uh, had stake in this much as a fan because we're watching Pitt in the biggest game in, in our lifetime, Vince. Let's set it up. Wake yep. Forest in North Carolina. They have the home field advantage. I, I mean, not really, but t- <laughs> they do. Yeah, uh, and and it's an ACC championship. It's a trip to uh, the Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, one of, one of those, those bowls, and it's the Heisman Trophy. It's uh, Vince will say most importantly, uh, being on that island of relevancy and recruiting. Yeah, I mean the the future of the program could be great if Pitt can win an ACC championship. That's how important winning is, especially the young kids looking. I mean, can you imagine if Pitt starts recruiting well in the Whippeal? I mean, after <laughs> winning this game, all the kids playing high school football in Western PA right now, Vince, that are watching this team already, uh, that's doing Pitt favors. Well, well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, uh, other schools around here uh, that recruit this area heavily or, or anywhere for that matter, 
you know, for, for a long time, they've been able to say, well, yeah, you could go to Pitt, but you're not going to have a really good season. You're never going to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Well, if they win this game this Saturday, that that that'll change. People, other coaches will probably still say that it's like a fluke or a quack or something like that. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that it's real if they if they could come out with a victory this Saturday. Oh, I mean, and not to mention, I mean, they are really if you look at it realistically, Pitt's big to, uh, big selling point is you come here, you could really go to the NFL. We'll get you ready for that. We do it all the time. But if we, you come here, you're going to have a great time playing here while you're here in big games. If you could actually legitimately sell that with the – now you have the resume, Pat Narduzzi, man, yeah. that's so much more on the line this Saturday too. Yeah. If, if, if you come to Pitt, you, you could have a cheeseburger named after you, just like Kenny Pickett. Hell yeah. I mean, come on. I'm, I mean, I can't wait for the, – the, the things Kenny Pickett's doing for NIL players in the city of Pittsburgh for the future too. I mean, they're – all sorts of opportunities just because of this one player. It's amazing. It's a, it's a legendary, a legendary run. And he also did it podcasting and radio host hosting all season <laughs> long. He's, yeah. he's it's, sorry, Tyler Palco, my new favorite pit player of all time. And we get to see him play at least two more times. Yeah. 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 And, and none bigger uh, than this game, Saturday night, wake forest, uh, a, a ten and two ball club, just like Pitt, uh, they've lost to Clemson and North Carolina. Allen, that North Carolina game was a non-conference game, uh, so so that that's one of the main reasons so why. Just, just like Pitt, one non-conference loss and one <laughs> conference loss. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I, I I've been doing some heavy research on this team, Allen. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the give the listeners some perspective of how they've done this year against some of the common opponents that, that Pitt's played against. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with some of the bad ones here. Duke, uh, they, they, they squashed them 45 to seven. And Pitt won that game 54 to 29 after, after a little bit of a shaky start. Uh, Syracuse, uh, the, you know, the Pitt just dispatched 31 to 14. They actually took uh, Wake Forest to overtime. Allen overtime 40 to 37 was the final score there. Uh, just wild how Syracuse was able to score that many points on anybody. Uh, so I don't know what that was about. Uh, uh, Virginia, who, who Pitt had a, a, a barn burner of a game against, won 48 to 38. Uh, Wake Forest beat them 37 to 17. How on earth? They they held uh, Virginia to only seventeen points. I do not know. Um, it, 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 this Wake Forest defense is not very good, uh, but uh, somehow they were able to put together a great performance there. Uh, now they have two losses, as we said. Clemson uh, twenty seven to forty eight. They lost that game. Uh, as and. Somehow Clemson's offense clicked that game, put up almost 50 points, only able to muster 17 against Pitt in that 27 to 17 loss. And then, uh, my goodness, North Carolina, they, they had a two score lead in that fourth quarter, ended up losing 58 to 55. Uh, they just could not stop the run there at all, Alan. And, and this, uh, this Wake Forest defense, 
while they've had some good point performances, uh, we said Virginia in this past week against a, a, a depleted Boston College squad, uh, this is a team that's giving up uh, like 200 yards per game on the ground, 113th in the country in yards per rush. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know we're talking about Kenny Pickett being being a hero in this game and, and willing the team to win. And I have no doubt that he's going to be a big part of that if they're going to come out on top. But at the same time, this running game is going to be very, very, very important. Uh, this team can be had Wake Forest on the ground. Uh, so whether it's Israel Bonaconda coming back, whether it's Rodney Hammond, Vincent Davis, uh, I think they really got to get those guys going, especially if we could get a lead. If we could get a lead in this game, uh, we may be able to just squeeze the life out of it. I mean, that's the thing you really, I think, should focus on, too, because what Wake Forest does offensively is the worst possible (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) RPOs and just stuff all over the middle. I mean, just all over, and then and then when you're they get you caught napping and thinking about that so much, you're sleeping on the edge, and bam, they're going deep. They are dangerous offensively, yes, absolutely. So if this becomes a track meet, it's anybody's ball game. And then it's just really, can you keep up? Can you not make the mistakes? They have great players. They have all ACC type players. Uh, Jaquari Roberson, great wide receiver. Pitt has Jordan Addison. They, Pitt has Pickett. They have Sam Hartman. Like they offensively, they match up. They've got the weapons. But defensively is where it's at. And defensively, Pitt has guys who could make plays and maybe make those splash plays to give him the advantage. But what do you do with that advantage? Do you just keep scoring? I say no. I say, like Vince said, hopefully you shove it down their throat with the run. Just pound on them and eat up lots of clock in this game is what my fingers are – I'm breaking my fingers crossing them so bad. I hope it wins the battle of of possession in this game. uh, Yeah, I think that's going to be important. And I'm not saying that we need to go extremely conservative. I think we are going to need to score. Maybe need to score every time we touch the ball, but to just tire them out, to, to, to demoralize them on the ground, uh, you know, just eating up yards, every play with that running game, uh, opening up big pass plays, and eventually scoring a touchdown on a long drive. You know, we saw it uh, in in previous games this year in the fourth quarter where, you know, they, they had, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten-minute drives. Uh, yeah, that That's going to be very critical. They're going to need to be able to do that on Saturday night. For sure. And I don't care who it is. I mean, what, the status we're not going to really know until game time. If Abanaconda is out there, that gives Pitt so much more on yep. the ground. I know that, uh, you know, uh, Davis and Hammond have looked good, but I really think that uh, they're going to need Izzy here just to have that that big play ability, right? Because, you know, Hammonds could just pound him for f- four to seven yards on the ground at a time. And, you know, Davis could spark – a little something, but in terms of just explosion, having Izzy yeah. there gives Pitt just so much more. Uh, not to mention what they've been doing with with Kroll and that Bartholomew guy. Uh, I mean, the, the the weapons Kenny has, he can use having that. The multiple weapons is really Pitt has been great at it, using everybody, and that's why Kenny's maybe going to win the Heisman. He's using everybody. 
Hartman has A.T. Perry and Roberson. And really, I, I mean, I don't think he'll need much more, will he? Because they're going to be running around in one-on-ones all day, and those guys will be open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, talk about these guys, specifically A.T. Perry. Uh, this guy, uh, well, well, first of all, both of them, those receivers, over 1,000 yards, each of them this year. Uh, A.T. Perry, 13 touchdowns, uh, almost 20 yards per catch. Uh, this this guy's going to the NFL, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, just a big physical specimen, going to be tough to stop. And they got somebody that could get him the ball in Sam Hartman, Allen. Uh, you know, this guy, a true QB one in every sense of the word. Uh, if you, uh, you know, we talk about how Kenny Pickett is a BMOC. Uh, <clears throat> Sam Hartman's got that same BMOC quality in him. I'm, I'm telling you, I recommend everybody to go binge watch uh, season two of QB one this week on Netflix in order to get prepared for this game. Uh, this guy is, is tough. He is a tough kid. Uh, you know, Kenny, what does he have? 40 touchdowns on the season. Uh, Sam Hartman's got 37 touchdowns. He, he is right there. Uh, this guy is going to be tough to stop. Uh, and Alan, you, you talked about they, they have that, they have a scheme that is very difficult for, for Pitt's uh, uh, offense to, to stop for some reason. They have that, that uh, RPO, that slow mesh RPO attack, uh, it, it just so so difficult for this uh, for this pit team for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and I think yeah, one thing is you know that that RPO that they do it is a little bit of slow developing. So you know Haba Kalaja Kansi. They are going to have time to get in the backfield and disrupt this, and I think that's going to be extremely critical. Yes. Splash play, uh, really one or two on uh, from the defense could be it because uh, the the I think the margin for error for the offenses are razor thin. You've It's, it's going to be a game of keep up. Can you keep up with the other unit? Uh, can Kenny and, and all his weapons keep up with Sam Hartman and his? And really, Pitt has the defensive players who are going to make it easier on Kenny Pickett and and the offense to do that. Then Sam Hartman's the Wake Forest defense; they don't have anybody really performing above the above the mold. Uh, really, anybody who's too high above average on their on their defense. Uh, Travion Red, their safety's okay. He's pretty. He's yeah. pretty good. He's a pretty good player. Uh, and then they, they have it. They have an end. Rondell Bothroyd. Uh, who could get after you? Seven sacks on the season. Um, they also have another guy with seven sacks in uh, in Villain or Villain. Great name, Luigi Luigi Villain, but it's not spelt like like Luigi Super Mario Luigi. So this guy, this guy's like the uh, he's like not even Waluigi. He's he's evil. He's coming. He's coming from a different angle here against the pit offense. So they they have guys who are. Barely above average or just about average. So the fact is Pitt's offensive line has to go out there against what yes. they're facing up yeah. front, not be stupid, and and take care of business. And I think they're, on paper they can. They should be able to. But in a game like this, anything can happen. We'll see who steps up because the cool thing about this game too, Vince, with Wake Forest and Pitt, 
neither of these teams have any players who have been in positions in, on stages like yeah. this before. So we don't really know who the big game players are, I think, yet. Yeah, sure, they played in big regular season college football games, but a championship caliber player, who is that on either team? Obviously, we all believe in Sam Hartman and Kenny Pickett, but who who are going to be those those guys, those guys who come out of nowhere and they just are, had that great performance in that big game? There's going to be one or two of them. I like what you said there. You know, when the, when the lights come on, you know, we're we're going to find out who uh, is is really going to be you know a, a superstar player in a championship game. Yeah, yeah, we don't. I mean, Pitt played in some big games, but uh, Pitt's played in this ACC championship game uh, before. Some of these players on on this team were in that, uh, and it it was it wasn't much of a game uh, at, uh, in 2018. Uh, so there is some taste to that, but we're going to find out who's really uh, going to be able to step up. There's a lot of hungry guys on both squads. For sure. And we'll, we'll see who that is. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to, if you're going to predict, I know we're going to do the score later on, but do, do you see anyone on pit besides Addison and Kenny Pickett that, <laughs> that could show up? They could really do something that you think maybe that guy's a, a championship game caliber player. Oh well, oh there's there's a lot of championship gal- caliber game players on Pitt. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on a little bit on offense, a little bit on defense, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. The offensive line uh, has not played the best over the past uh, couple weeks. Um, you know they've had a lot of injuries there. Uh, Owen Drexel, hopefully he's going to be back. Uh, for this game, uh, you know, Gabe Hoy was out for a while. He returned last week. Uh, Jake Cradle probably not coming back. Uh, so there's been some offensive line shuffling there. I don't know if that's been the the reason for uh, you know why there's been some struggling. Maybe it's the other team is blitzing more. I'm not sure, but they have to step up and and give Kenny Pickett time. When he's had time this year, he has been just deadly accurate. Uh, and and that has really been a key for this offense that's made him so good. The offensive line's played great for most of the year. They got to play great on Saturday night. And then uh, defensively, I, I feel confident that this defensive line is going to bring it. I, I really do. I think they're going to be able to uh, to disrupt a lot of the things that are going to be happening. Uh, I think that's going to be critical. But these cornerbacks Alan the these safeties they're going to be covering these top receivers uh maybe the best duo receivers they're going to be going against all season uh those guys have to play well Damari Mathis uh you know AJ Woods whoever it may be out there needs to have the game of their lives this Saturday night I mean that it's going to be a lot of running around and just Hoping you don't get don't get called for flags, but also being a pest, being a pest as much as you can legally within the rules. That's the toughest job anybody has. Obviously, yes, the pick corners on uh, on Saturday. But man, I I feel like we we're we're really glossing over the future of Pitt and the and the fact is at the end of the season in games like this or in bowl games, you get that peak. At, you always see someone step up. Like last year, you had Vincent Davis. I mean, was the most unpredictable, ridiculous game anybody had, I think, uh, for the team all season. Maybe in most of, in college football, there are very few guys who had games like that, over 200 yards rushing in a game. Uh, but he's not the guy I'm focused on. I think we could see Rodney Hammond 
really okay. go out there and show you the force Pitt will have at running back for a few years to come and maybe have just a dominant suffocating performance. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I think he could be a, a guy like him could be the key. But they, then again, they don't really put him in too early in the game. That might all be depending on Izzy status. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. As much as I want to pick Jared Wayne as my uh, sneaky surprise pick of MVP in this game, Vince, ACC <laughs> championship MVP. I don't know if it happens. I think you're going to see big games from Kenny and Jordan Addison, but you brought it up. Defensive line, that's where the magic can happen for Pitt. Someone up front uh, for Pitt can really make some magic happen and, and force a tip ball or a fumble or yeah. create a play that turns into an interception because you brought it up. The cornerbacks have such a tough job uh, covering uh, the, the Wake Forest wide receivers in this game. It's going to be very difficult. I mean, this is like maybe, I don't know, the Virginia the Virginia receivers are and, and passing game was pretty awesome uh, seeing what they did, but covering Roberson and Perry will not be easy. What will help them, someone up front like a Kalijah Kansi make or Habaduk Baldonado making a big, big play. Uh, that that's what what you're looking for, just as it's been all season long. But who's got that championship medal? Man, it's so unpredictable. Uh, but I cannot I cannot wait. And I think Pitt is perfectly primed and ready for a game like this. It's not going to be too big a moment for any of the Pitt Panthers. They 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 know what what's up. The last, I think, three weeks, the fact that the Virginia game was so tough, I think might have been a blessing. The fact that the yeah. UNC game was so tough, a blessing. Uh, Wake Force has been in some dogfights, but you you brought, you compared and contrasted them. I don't know if they've been in anything like the, the fires Pitt's been through this well, year. Yeah, that's a good point because, you know, as soon as Pitt lost to Miami, they basically had to win every game. Uh, every game had some major meaning. They had to beat North Carolina. They had to beat Virginia in order to make it uh, to this ACC championship game. They had to beat Syracuse for, to get to the 10 wins. Uh, and that would have been extremely deflating ha- had they lost uh, that game. Uh, they ha- they've been in uh, battles with meaningful games. That, you know, Even though last week seemed easy, it was very meaningful for the team, very meaningful for the program. And and this uh, game, this Saturday night, this is the end of this journey here that they, they've gone through these past this past month of just tough battles, and hopefully they have enough left in the tank to get it done. You know, Wake Forest has been in close games all season long. I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, but they, they're a team that plays out, out front really well. They've been in even in if you look at their close games, they were leading in most of them, and then they got they became close contests. Except maybe the Syracuse game where they had to battle some adversity. Pitt has dug itself out of holes. They've dug themselves. They've had climbed mountains and then dug dug holes in the same game and then (laughs) gave up leads. I mean, it's been roller coaster. It's been near psychotic what they've put themselves through. But I think in terms of the gr- the grizzled young veterans on the pit side uh, that might give them an edge compared to what Wake Forest is bringing to this game. But and and that's the thing you know about Pitt you know this year you know there's been a couple times and you know where they've they've had a slow start they had a slow start against Clemson uh, they had a slow start against Virginia they had a slow start even last week against Syracuse uh, a slow start against Duke 
but they weathered the storm in every single one of those games. Only that Miami game, you know, as a, as recent in the second half of the season where they got down and they just couldn't get back up, uh, even though they were right back in that game after, you know, giving up, you know, 21 points very quickly. Uh, in all these games, you know, they, they've taken a punch early, but then they've gotten right back up and they've swung back. Uh, that could happen this game, and, and they they can't let the game get away from them. They can't afford to get down, uh, you know, multiple scores against this team. This, this team they're playing against too good for that. They 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 are very good, but they they'll give up a lead. So I'm going to say if one team is going to go down in this game early and has a chance to come back, the team more capable, uh, uh do the more capable team is Pitt. Wake Forest goes down early, and they I don't think have a, a, as at least the resume that Pitt has in in fighting back in that kind of game. So that that's one thing Pitt also has go going over. If it is a slow start, like it has been in some games. They still will have a chance. Uh, Wake Forest, they never slow, start slow, pretty much. They start off really well in the first halves of games. So that's yeah. going to be something to keep an eye on immediately. Who's winning at halftime? So important in this. Because if it's Pitt, they are the team that is really capable of, of making the second half laughable and not even close. I think Wake Forest is going to have a little bit tougher time, but is t- definitely capable of uh, of – of stomping out pit. Uh, but of course it's going to be, who doesn't make those mistakes? And Oh man, we know both teams are capable of making mistakes. We see both teams are capable of blowing leads, but this, this is a game where it's going to be different. It's the ACC championship, baby. Oh man. I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. You get, you're driving down Saturday. That's risky of you, Vince you're driving <laughs> down the day of don't drive too fast. You know, those, they got a lot of weird these highway the highways on the way to North Carolina got a lot of weird state cops. They're going to be looking out for you. They're knowing you're coming. So just oh, be I, careful. That that's a good point. I'm I'm sure that you know everybody in the state of North Carolina is going to be trying to keep any pit fans out of there. So we, we may need to sneak in somehow. Yeah, this is this is a, also something that we'll keep an eye on. The fact that it's in the state that Wake Forest resides in. I mean, it's a neutral site, but I assume. What do you think the the discrepancy will be? How many Wake to Pitt fans? Uh, I know, I yeah, state? I know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, you know, Wake, a smaller school. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I have a feeling for that, but I'm sure that uh, the conference and they probably have a preference for uh, which team they would rather have win. And I and I don't think it's the outsider from the north. <laughs> this is this is a conference that yes the, the it's it comes from the Raycom network yeah. and Bojangles. I mean all all these the ACC lives in North Carolina. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Although Pitt is very important to the ACC in terms of the media and uh, you know the the facilities we have on campus, the the conference relies on the university for a lot of things. You know, oh absolutely they do. And, well, and maybe going going forward, maybe they realize you know Pitt is their best chance. You know Clemson, this, they're they're down. They may not get back up. Florida State, they're 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 on the verge of disappearance. This is a great a great chance for Pitt too to really shed that. Oh, we're a Big East team playing in the ACC stigma we have with probably a lot of the 
original ACC teams, you know? This yeah. is a chance for Pitt to solidify, solidify itself as an Atlantic Coast Conference staple. Do you think that if Pitt wins this game that the conference should be renamed the Big East? I I would say yes. Anytime a Big East school wins the championship, it should be called the Big East for that year. In football only, of course. This is truly a battle of brand supremacy. It is. It's great. I can't wait. So much on the line. I mean, you, you could do an entire show on just listing all the big things on the line Saturday. Yeah. Not just the Kenny's Heisman, not just the ACC championship. It's read between the lines. What an amazing game we're in for. And hopefully Pitt shows up. Everybody's nervous. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's excited. And the internet is a buzz. Pitt is it. Hashtag H2P's going crazy on Twitter. It's been really fun prepping for this show. And then, of course, Panther Lair. I mean, this is what you live for if you're over on the real deep, deep pit talking forums, Vince. And we're everywhere. And that's why we talk about it all each week when we hit the pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Weaver is coming on Panther Lair said Pitt can beat Wake with any QB on the roster. We just need a line and a running back. I don't, I don't I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going that far. But, but you know, kind of what we were saying, you know, Wake Forest horrible at stopping the run. 113th in the country in yards per rush. And I think there's only 120-some teams. So... Uh, they're they're not very good at that. Don't get, don't get too cocky, pal. Because yes, the stats say they're really bad, but they, according to what are another reference point we use on this show for data, PFF, they're only the 81st worst run defense in all oh, the country. Is that all? <laughs> yeah. O- okay. Well, uh, still, I, I, my my point still holds that you know the, the <laughs> offensive line. Uh, you know, the, the run blocking, it's got to be there. Uh, the, the running backs got to do their part. Uh, you know, if Kenny Pickett's going to be very, he's Pitt's best player. He he's very important to the success of this game, but, but a quality running game can can really, you know, put this one to bed Yes, uh, in, in, in the second half. But I I think they got to even establish the run in the first half. Uh, this shouldn't be something uh, that they wait on. I think they got to really mix it up and and see what's working. Uh, make Wake Forest stop you every which way possible. Don't be predictable. You think if if Whipple goes out there and they actually start Rodney Hammond and just give him the ball eight straight times in the first drive, that'll really throw Wake Forest off? They just pound yeah, him it, it probably field. would. It probably would, and then and it would it, work. Yeah, it and, would and then, work if Pitt's offensive line is playing up to snuff. And then you know they're they're all concerned about it, and then they they put in some of their biggest guys to stop the run, and then all of a sudden you hit them with a Bonaconda on the outside for a big oh. game. Yeah, they bring those safeties up. Jordan Addison's in for a double Bundy game, maybe. Weaver's coming might be <laughs> on to something here. I don't know. MV underscore forty one was on Twitter and said, 
Sure, you could watch Michigan and Iowa balance their checkbook and assemble IKEA furniture according to the directions next Saturday. Or you could watch Pitt and Wake Forest go Christmas shopping with a stolen credit card and set off fireworks their uncle brought from home, brought home from Tijuana. Well said. That is exactly my point. Uh, an unlikely ACC championship game you never thought you'd see. You probably will never see again. You have no clue what you're getting, except you know it's going to be spectacular. Yeah. And then versus something like the, what the Big Ten's giving you, which yeah. is uh, the the script and the your recollection of that game is going to be the same recollection your great uncle has from some Big Ten title game in the 70s. So who gives a damn? This is way different. It's going to yeah. be different. Oh, this this is a, a the total in this game, Alan, is 71 and a half. Uh, so obviously some some, some fireworks ex- expected. Uh, that Michigan Iowa game. Iowa is just so boring. Uh, and I, I don't see how they could even score in this game. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later. Uh, Pam, our co-host, as soon as these rankings came out, playoff rankings, and, and Iowa was ranked ahead of Pitt, she said she will not rest until Pitt is ranked higher than Iowa. She is so <laughs> mad. <laughs> she, she is just furious. Uh, for her saying that she is not going to sleep until <laughs> until it is ranked higher is very impressive. Uh, I, I th- these two games are going to be going head to head. I imagine most people are going to be tuning in to watch this Michigan Iowa game, uh, but I imagine they're going to be changing the channel uh, it within an hour. Or so, oh yeah, unless you're a fan of those two teams, why would you watch when Pitt and Wake Forest are going to be just explosions all over your screen? And yeah, I mean the team. Some, some of the other teams ahead of Pitt on this on this list. I'll tell you again, another reference point we use, and one I, I value way more. Pro Football Focus uh, in their power rankings have Pitt ranked ninth, and definitely yeah. ahead of Iowa, Vince. Yeah, I I I don't doubt it at all. Iowa is is so bad. I can't believe how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they 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 are in the Big Ten title game. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, but. But a hell to pit at hashtag H2P, baby. The pitternet of buzz talking about it. I love seeing outsiders too. I love the people who now, with this big college football weekend, all the eyeballs on Pitt that didn't watch him all season long, or they've been like, man, I've been wanting to watch Pitt, but they haven't been on network TV yet. Here's their chance. And they're talking about it online. But around town, man, it's something different, Vince. Uh, of course, there's the old timers that are refusing to acknowledge. When I say, hey, this is the best pit team I've ever seen, they just laugh. Uh, then there are other people, <laughs> younger kids who are like, I can't believe how great Pitt is. I can't wait till I'm out of high school and I can go to Pitt just because I want to be like Kenny Pickett and I want to root for the Panthers. It's been such a fun season. A lot of that going around around town this week. Yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate that. Uh, you know, what, what kind of effect Kenny Pickett uh, can have on admissions here? Uh, just uh, a lot of people wanting to be a part of this magic, uh, even though he's not going to be uh, here next season, at least playing for the Panthers. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, he, he could, yeah, there, there still is, is a possibility of some other great quarterback play that could come on down the line. But right now we're talking about Kenny Pickett, uh, his quest, for an ACC championship, his quest for the Heisman. That's what everybody is talking about this week. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what they 
on 93.7 The Fan at Kenny Pickett might actually win a Heisman. Oh, come on. You know he ain't winning nothing. That Ron Cook, he ain't even going to vote for him. Ah, ah, maybe not, you know, but he still has the best hair in town, though. I'll give him that much. Oh, best since the auger. You remember when we saw him down at Ross Park Mall? Oh, yeah, he's wearing all that denim. Yeah, it was right when it opened. When was that? 89 or 88? 88, I think I was down there, you know. Kenny Pickett's been around town, you know. Everybody's seeing him. Oh, I bet he's going to Ross Park Mall. Hail to Pitt. But the answers are saying. That's what the Yinzers are saying. Uh, Kenny Pickett, massive opportunity here. Massive opportunity for Pitt uh, this Saturday night, ABC, 8 o'clock, uh, Alan. But there is some uh, – I cannot wait to predict this game, but there's some other massive games around the country. we got to talk about, Alan, this is, this is a, a huge, huge weekend for Pitt. I really got to hear it from you this time. Oh! football don't you dare be telling me coaches are leaving their teams before all these big games what are they thinking there's so much on the line but you know what such is life in college football just thankful our coach didn't jump ship Vince before the big championship game and we've got them all over the place it's a championship weekend where are we going first pack 12 big big 12 big 10 We'll go chronological order. Friday night, uh, we're not going to hit all these championship games, but but uh, Friday night in the Pac-12, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Utah, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Oregon. Uh, Alan, uh, Oregon was it, it really in the running uh, to make the college football playoff, and then they got blasted uh, in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's very difficult to beat a team twice in one year, though. Super hard, but I still like Utah in in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, There's just something about Oregon and getting over that hump to me. Uh, Tavion Thomas, I think, is a a really good running back for Utah. Neutralize uh, what Oregon could do getting after the passer. And, you know, I think they're going to win this game again. The Utes Utes are going to beat them twice. I maybe I, I don't know. I mean, Oregon, they I thought they were done, uh, but then they came out and they they took it to Oregon State. Uh, so, um, you know, winning winning the Pac-12, going to the Rose Bowl, uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and you know, if some weird stuff happens, you know, maybe they have an outside shot of, of making the playoff. Uh, so I I am gonna pick Oregon to win this game. I am. Oh, man, they couldn't do jack squat on offense against Utah a couple weeks ago. So I, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't want to see Utah you win might the be Pac-12. Because right. yeah. much like how people probably see Pitt in the ACC, I don't see Utah as a Pac-12 team yet, but maybe this is the year they earn their right to be called an official <laughs> Pac-12 team. <laughs> maybe. Uh, in the Big 12, uh, Texas Stadium, or, or should I say AT&T Stadium, sorry. Uh, Baylor, a five-and-a-half-point dog to Oklahoma State. Uh, I think is Baylor's quarterback maybe questionable in this game. I'm not quite sure. Oklahoma State uh, finally getting over that Oklahoma hump as everything to play for. I would expect them to make the playoff if they could win this ball game here, uh, barring some other weird circumstances. Uh, so I, I am going to pick Oklahoma state. Uh, I'm not quite sure if they're going to cover though. Yeah, I don't, 
I don't know about the the was it five and a half you said? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll give him a touchdown win. Yeah, I could go by six, but I'm I'm, I'm picking Oklahoma State. This is uh, just unfortunate that we're gonna have to see them occupy a spot in the playoff. But someone has to be the fourth seed in that in that tournament. Uh, but they're gonna win the game. I'm rooting hard for Aranda, but don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh, in the American uh, Championship, uh, Houston is a ten and a half point underdog uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, this Cincinnati, this will be a home game for them. Uh, Houston oh, lost their first game of the season. Have ran the table ever since then. Uh, I think they're a very good team. I think they're going to cover this game. Uh, this ten and a half. Uh, Cincinnati has stepped up big. Uh, in their biggest games of the year, even though they were kind of sleepwalking and struggling uh, with with other you know inferior opponents, uh, I think Cincinnati will probably win. But I do think Houston gets inside this number here. Yeah, that the, are we doing ten and a half or, or ten or nine and a half? Ten and a half is what what I ten, I have. Oh, here. we're doing ten and a half I will go inside that I like a nice I like a nice even 10 point win for for Cincinnati and uh, I mean when it comes to them being undefeated after this game and then getting into the playoff it just you can't you can't sorry I mean they Notre Dame is their big win of the year and may and then this game if they win it I mean then I'm sorry and they're in a in a Group of five teams. That's why they're a group of five, not power five. And that's maybe I'm with Lee Corso here where they should have different ranking system for that set of schools, maybe moving I, forward. But that's I just I'm don't think there is. It. I just don't think there is good. I mean, it, it that UCF team from a few years ago was way better than, than Cincinnati. Uh, you know, it may be, you know, if that UCF team, if the roles were reversed, you know, now. You know, I, I would feel a lot more comfortable with them getting in. Uh, I, I think Cincinnati is going to get absolutely destroyed against whoever uh, they they if they if they have to play a Georgia or a Michigan. I don't even think it's going to be close. Is there any way Pitt faces Cincinnati in a bowl game? I don't. I don't unless they were left out of the playoff somehow. Then they could if they would win. They would have to win this game and be left out of the playoff. Seems a and little I, unlikely at this point, but maybe it could happen. I, I mean, we're going to see. So you're saying we're going to see a group of five in the playoff for the first time. I, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. I don't think that's a lock to happen, first of all. But uh, I think there's a scenario that if Alabama were to win, then uh, Alabama, a Michigan, Georgia, and an Oklahoma State, I think, would all would make it above Cincinnati. But barring that, it seems like they're they're going to make it by default. It's it's all comes down to that SEC championship game, really. It I does. think is what what it does what it comes down to for Cincinnati. Not only do they have to take care of business, but does Alabama win or does Georgia keep it up with? One of the greatest defenses and being the outright number one team in the country going into the playoff. That's that's what it's all about for Cincinnati and for the SEC where it just means more, Vince. 
What's this one at seven points? I'm seeing six and a half uh, right now. Uh, Georgia being favored by six and a half, uh, basically across the board. I'm seeing uh, right now. Uh, Alabama has really struggled down the stretch here. Uh, their offensive line can't block anybody, and that's not good news against a, a Georgia defense that is just crushing people. Uh, I mean, I'm a little, I mean, I guess, you know, Nick Saban, I guess, justifies this line being as close as it is. Uh, and and he's he's had Georgia, Georgia's had Alabama on the ropes several times in these uh, championship and playoff games. Uh, and he's had them down at halftime, yet Al- somehow Alabama comes back and wins. Uh, Alabama has to win this game in order to make the playoff, I would think. Um, so I, 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 I don't see how – I, I have to go with Georgia to win this game. And I would think that they would cover too. Uh, you know, with the way Alabama's played this la- these last you know, month of the season, just hasn't been that impressive. And Georgia has – I mean, they haven't been tested re- recently. Maybe that's the only thing going against them. That I, my, my, I might get to have an aneurysm thinking about this because – logic my my recency bias and logic says well don't you're not betting against Nick Saban it's really do or die for his team for the college football playoff it's the SEC championship it's Georgia they own all of that always but they're never in this position where in the SEC title game it's Alabama has to win usually Alabama's in this game even if they lose if they lose they're they're still in and you know the other team might get in it's opposite now. They're the desperate ones. And I don't know. Last, I'm throwing the Auburn game out the window. I don't care. It's a rivalry game. It's the Iron Bowl. It was close, too close for comfort. It was weird. But I'm not going to fault Alabama for that. Uh, the fact that Bryce Young had to throw 51 times in 80 overtimes or whatever it was, uh, I'm not going to fault him for that. Uh, but Going out there against the Georgia defense for him, a young man like that, like I don't know. Maybe they would be more equipped for this game if it was a a Mac Jones or just like a guy who was a veteran, a quarterback with yeah with who's been been in that kind of scenario or at least witnessed it from the sidelines really close and rubbed elbows. Bryce Young done some of that, but I don't know, man. I it's so hard to pick. Uh, I love I love Henry Tutu. I love I love Alabama. It's got some good players. Christian Harris is very good, uh, but this is just a stupid Georgia team. Even though my gut says pick Alabama, you you idiot! It always goes down like that. I'm not. I'm going with Georgia. Yeah, I, I don't I know don't, about that cover though. I think it's going to be like a one point game. It's going to be very close. I, yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. I mean, th- this line has been out for you know a, quite a while. Um, uh, because uh, these two teams had already clinched this spot, and this game opened at four, I believe, a couple weeks ago. And you know they they you know they laid four, they laid four and a half, they laid five, five and a half, up to six, six and a half now. Uh, so th- there's a tremendous amount of support for for Georgia. Um, you got to expect that you know the that they're thinking that there's going to have to be some money coming back the other way for for Alabama 
if not, then I, I mean, is is the book going to get absolutely crushed on this game? I can't imagine that that's going to be the case. I, I'm with you. You know, my conventional wisdom is, yeah, from what I've seen, is that Georgia would win this game. Uh, you know, probably by at least a touchdown, probably more. Uh, but uh, I feel like they know something about this that I do not. And that's why I think it's going to be a little closer than that. If if Alabama wins my prediction, Kool-Aid, Mc, Kool-Aid McKinstry has a pick six for a, t- a big touchdown at some point in the second half of this game from Birmingham, Alabama's own at defensive back for the, for the Crimson Tide. That's my bold prediction for championship weekend, Vince. Well, they're probably going to need it. Kool-Aid. Iowa, Michigan. <laughs> What way? Are we done picking the game? Is it over? Are we on to the pick game yet? Uh, we might as well be. No, no, we'll 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 give some thoughts on this. Iowa, eleven uh, point dog uh, against Michigan. Uh, I I got to imagine that this line is somewhat of an overreaction. Uh, that Michigan had that just dominating performance against Ohio State and Iowa while they did beat Nebraska uh 28 to 21 uh on Friday day after Thanksgiving Allen Iowa in that game was down 21 to 6 at one point they won the game 28 to 21 they had four field goals a safety and a block punt for a touchdown i mean this i just don't understand how this it, it I mean, they don't play against good competition. Let's get that, you know, uh, said first and foremost. Uh, But uh, this does seem like a lot of points because Iowa's defense is decently well. But the way the way Michigan's offense was playing, you'd you'd think they would be able to put up enough points to cover this number. But maybe are they? Maybe they're blowed up uh, to some some degree. Uh, they do have everything to play for in this game. They they have to win this game uh, to make the playoff. Uh, so I, I do think Michigan's going to win. And I, I honestly would not have a problem lay, laying the 11 points. I do because it's Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, maybe they beat Ohio State, but they're going to slip up. They're not. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Iowa's going to win. And I love that. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, love, I love that they <laughs> – they were going to win with safeties and block kicks and kick returns and punt returns and maybe some like uh, maybe a play where it's a, a accidentally a backwards lateral instead of a screen pass and the ball's just sitting on the turf and someone picks it up and runs it in and nobody on Michigan knows what's going on. Something stupid like that could happen. And that's what happens when Iowa plays. Um, you know, even though Michigan did that to Ohio State, still. I mean, they're, I don't find their offense too impressive. I still feel like they're susceptible to maybe making mistakes. Special teams can also be an issue. I mean, Michigan had a lot of momentum in that game and kind of stopped, stalled, stalled and started back up again and then got going early in the game last week. I could see Iowa pulling it out, Vince. I'll pick them. What the hell? How they, how they going to score? I'm, I, I'm predicting I'm a, a blocked punt, uh, a pick six. Just whatever the script was when they played Iowa State earlier this year, that exact oh, scenario. <laughs> yeah, that, that that very well could happen. Uh, the the main event 
as far as I'm concerned. Uh, big time uh, fireworks from Tijuana in this one. Uh, Pitt, a three-point favorite uh, at Bank of America Stadium against the Wake Forest. Demon Deacons. This is this is what it's all about here. ACC championship on the line. B- Big East championship on the line, possibly. Uh, th- this game is uh, this Wake Forest team. I know I said last week that they're the team I'd rather I wanted to play the most. Uh, I, I was I'd rather play them than NC State and Clemson. Uh, I still feel that way, but this team is still incredibly dangerous. Uh, their offense is just is can really turn it on and they have the the ability to give pit problems i know we talked about that rpo game alan but uh what i'm also concerned about is at perry on those quick wide receiver screens that we could not stop against miami uh this guy is a big boy uh it could be tough to bring down i think that kind of stuff is going to make uh this wake forest team very difficult uh, to beat very difficult to get a lead on, but but I do feel that Pitt's defense has enough, enough to make a key turnover, a key stop when they have to. Kenny Pickett getting a key first down late in the game to to maintain a lead when they have to. So I'm going to pick Pitt to to win this game. I'm going to say a final score of 48 to 44. All right, and that's a cover. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's a cover. And if Pitt's winning, they're covering. And I'm picking Pitt to win. I'm picking them to cover. We broke it all down. We know that the two offenses are very good. We know that Wake Forest can't stop the run. We know that Pitt's defense really can't stop what Wake Forest is really good at doing through the air. Uh, but they are capable of making just one of those big plays, maybe a Servassier on one of those screen passes you brought up, Vince, just snatching it right out of the backfield, jumping it, jumping the play, knowing the play beforehand, making educated guesses at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> jumping and just try, going for, for for the gusto on defense. I'm hoping we see it, and, and I think we will. I'm going to say the final score will be, let's go with, I don't think it's going to be as high octane scoring like that that's what you you're predicting over what's that total you got over 90 wow uh, i'm gonna say somewhere closer to 37 to 32 wow that's a cover and a win in an acc championship all hail the big east champs yeah, that that's that's really all what it comes down to. I don't care if it's by one point or a hundred points. Uh, they they got to find a way to come out of here with a victory. And there you go. That's your championship weekend. That's your biggest game of your damn life as a Pitt fan. If you're of a certain age, if you're older and you're listening, welcome back to fun uh, <laughs> championship weekend football. Because you have an exp- you probably forgot about it all. Well, the no last time def- the last time Pitt was in this. Uh, you know, was this good, Alan? They weren't in a conference. Uh, so it is new for everybody uh, yeah, to, to right. some degree. It, it is. And you know what? Who would have thunk in the first time, the first time when Pitt joined the ACC, the first time they'd be in a 
really big winnable, of course, we, they've been in this game before, but a winnable ACC championship game. First time it would be, it would be against Wake Forest, and it wouldn't be for a basketball championship, Vince. That's yeah. that's the, the mind-blowing thing, too. And, of course, Pitt basketball stinks, but soccer, very good. The Elite Eight, got to mention them Pitt playing Notre yep. Dame Saturday as well. Yep, yeah, a big a big weekend uh, for for the Panthers. Uh, you know, championships can be won, getting closer to other championships. As you said, soccer in the Elite Eight against Notre Dame on Saturday. Uh, volleyball, the number th- three overall seed in the tournament. Alan, uh, they, they they're going to be starting, uh, and these are going to be some home games. Uh, they start on Friday night against UMBC. And then I believe they play the winner of Penn State and Towson on Saturday. Uh, so, so very important to, for the volleyball team to get off to a hot start in this tournament. They made it, uh, I believe it was to the Elite Eight last year. Hopefully they could get a little bit farther this year, bring home that championship. And also uh, Lance White and his women's basketball team. Uh, his great six, turnaround. The great they turnaround. Six, they, they beat Rutgers. Uh, tonight in the ACC Big Ten Championship, as of this recording, uh, they're six and two overall. One of those losses was uh, in a, a very tough loss, a close game against Texas A and M, who's traditionally one, one of the great programs in this country. Uh, this team has only won five games each of the past two years, uh, and they're already six and two. So just a very impressive start. Uh, I'm, I'm very anxious to see how they do in ACC play. They're, they're, this is uh, you know a well-needed uh, start to the season for, for a program that's been down for quite a while. Absolutely. Huge boost, too, on, uh, to the campus that that's getting turned around, uh, especially considering how the other side at the Pete, not holding down their end of the bargain, but pit athletics all around top to bottom – Making you very proud if you're if you're in Oakland or you're alumnus. And you know what? How proud are we all going to be on Saturday if Pitt wins the ACC title? And then the following weekend, we get to watch Kenny Pickett and his hair in New York City. Oh, oh my goodness! There, there. You know, if if he gets it done in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of limousine riding, jet flying. <laughs> Allen, it's he's gonna have a hard time holding those alligators down Saturday night, but gotta get the job done first against the Demon Deacons, and hopefully you are all prepared now for Saturday, Vince. I hope you're prepared. Now you got the drive Saturday morning. You you you've got the show under your belt. Now the only thing left for you to do is get down to North Carolina and get your ass in the seat to watch this epic football game. I, I cannot wait. I may not be able to sleep until now. From now until uh, the game is over, uh, it is just uh, uh, a championship moment, uh, an opportunity that we've waited for a long, long time. And, and this team has what it takes to do it. Eight o'clock Saturday night, ABC prime time, bright lights, big city, ACC championship. Let's do this at H2P Show if you want to follow us. We'll be back next week, so make sure you hit us up on social or email us. Hail the number two, pitpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your reactions to the ball game. And then next week, we'll be back to recap it. Look ahead to Heisman season, talking bowl season. 
What a fun season we've had. Unfortunately, I have to sit and watch the game on a beach because I have to marry my cousin and her awesome fiance. But you know what? It's the privilege of a lifetime. And I'm not going to complain about it that I, it's during the same day as Pitt in the ACC championship game because it is an early wedding, Vince. So no big deal. But Miriam, I, they, I do. Do you? Yes, you do. Kiss. Yeah. All right. You're done. Let's go watch Pitt. Beat Wake Forest. That's that's my schedule. That sounds Saturday. like a hell of a day on Saturday. It's going to be one to remember. I hope I remember it. Jeez, oh man. All right, everybody. <laughs> make sure you pace yourself and make sure you're ready. It's Pitt and Wake Forest on Saturday. Vince, got anything, any more wisdom before the ACC Championship of the World? <laughs> Just whatever you can do to propel this team to a victory on Saturday night. You got to do it. It takes not just the whole team. It takes all the pit fans out there. Hail to pit. You know, t- today we, we really got ourselves ready. Saturday is the f- day, I swear to God. It's it. The one we've been waiting for. ACC Championship. Let's get it done, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hail to pit. Hail to pit.